Welcome to Sample Size. My name is Tone. I'm here with my co-host, Noel. Hey, y'all. We're your one-size-fit-all podcast of fashion history, cultural impact, and current trends. On today's episode, we talk about the return of the Met Gala, everyone's favorite elite fundraising event and fashion showcase, hinting that life may return soon. Next, we talk about why you shouldn't put the squeeze on super producer DJ Mustard. And finally, we talk NFTs. Yep, society's buzziest term right now. We think NFTs and fashion can ultimately lead to better copyright infringement laws. As always, thank you for tuning in. Now it's time to try these topics on for size. What's up? What's up, Noel? How are you? How you doing? I'm good. You I'm sure? Just glad to be alive. Amen. Aren't we all? No. What? Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> that was a lie. Uh, I'm so tired, but I'm good. Uh, How are a, you? I'm all right. Um, I don't know. Last week was weird for me, and like this weekend as well. So mm-hmm. at the current moment, I'm just living. But you know, I right. know that next week is gonna be a better week for me because I'm gonna will it if it has to be. So right. positive outlook. Exactly. I'm gonna manifest it. Where was it? Where's the Where's the sage? I need to cleanse. Cleanse my life right now. Mm, I don't believe in saging because I am the negative energy. <laughs> well, that makes a lot of sense, though. <laughs> yeah, you expect okay. that. Yeah, yeah. I've been. I, I mean, I've had some things I need to get off my chest, so I'm not, glad you said it first. It's not a lie, so I can't even deny it. <laughs> Whatever. No, nah, I'm fucking with you. you no, nah, but we're here. My favorite part of the week. Yes, Time sir. to record episode six. Talking shit, six. Of sample Damn. size It feels podcast. like just yesterday when we had one. Actually, when we had zero. When we had zero. <laughs> zero. Yeah, we had zero for a long, long time. Yeah, to be honest. And I ain't even talking about like our our, our first recording. But six, man, we, we making some progress, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in, as always. Um, yeah, so let's go into what we're talking about today. Um, yes. So this week in fashion news, which mm-hmm. we have to find a better name for. Well, damn, honestly. What was that, was, damn, what did I say it was called last time? Like F, uh, whatever, FNNN? We got to find something Sample better. size news. We'll dun, get on it. Dun, 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 dun. Even though that's ESPN, don't sue me. <laughs> 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 All yes. right, yeah, let's talk Met Gala. Let's talk the Met Gala. Yes, sir. Oh, my God. It's Queen back. Anna Wintour, Queen Coconut Head is <laughs> bike. Bike. She's back, and it was just announced on Monday yep, yep. that the Met Gala will be returning in a two-part exploration of American fashion at the Metropolitan Museum of Art here in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these parts are going to be split into the first one, which is the exhibit called In America, A Lexicon of Fashion, which opens September 18th. Definitely going. And the gala, which will be scaled down for COVID restrictions, will uh, occur on the 13th. I will be there to watch. <laughs> we, yeah, we will be outside of the gala. <laughs> no, we're going to be inside. Fuck out of here. Right, If sure. I have to do my Mission Impossible, hey, they let, they they brought TikTokers to the gala last I told year. You. So I mean, we started our we TikTok. Have to stop, There's if, a reason we started. <laughs> listen, if we have to stalk Kirby yeah. and get him to invite I told us. You I, seen, I seen him driving on the highway, so it, I sort of know where possible. he's coming from. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nah, but nah. And then part two is going to be in American, uh, in America, an anthology of fashion, which is going to be more focused on fashion going back all the way to 1670. the 1670s, That's which is going to be 
in May of 2020. So they are they're planning 2022. 2022. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, they're planning very very far and ahead with this, which makes sense because the Met Gala is actually um like a fundraising event for the Costume Institute. Right. And because they couldn't do it this year, they have to make up for it. So it makes sense. Of course, if you know or if you don't know, uh the Met Gala is Hosted by uh, Vogue's editor-in-chief, Miss Anna Wintour, yep. the icy bitch herself. Herself. Yeah, and it's the, it's essentially the you know the fashion's most exclusive event. Mm-hmm. Um, tickets start at thirty-five thousand dollars. Oh, that's it. That's pretty cheap. Are you dumb? That's tuition. That's tuition, and then you have to be invited by a designer. That's crazy, so. Man. So what are your thoughts? There was a lot of like, um, you know, discussions about the the theme of the Met Gala. Mm-hmm, it doesn't seem like it's one of the more popular themes. Uh, last year, I believe, was like and the exploration, not last year, but the last time they did it was the exploration of Catholicism. They've done the exploration of Chinese designers. They've done other uh, country focused mm-hmm, mm-hmm. themes before, but it's the first time it's an American thing. I mean, that's because nobody ever wants to give America its kudos in return in the world of fashion. You know, you always want to give it to the Europeans. Yeah, like, they know fashion. Italians, all of them, all of them. But yeah. America, we got some gems, man. Especially if we want to say more recent than later. But even old, old, even a, old, exactly. Yeah. But like, so I'm just excited. To me, honestly, there's only one angle I'm ex- I'm excited about. I'm excited about how people are gonna black it up. Yeah. Which who are gonna pull from black designers. Yep. Um god damn what was Yeah, that? because black co- we all know black culture is the backbone. What's the designer with like the hearts? He's old, like he's black. Oh, freak, I, I can't remember. Patrick Kelly? Yes, Patrick Kelly. There yeah. we go. Hopefully somebody Patrick pulls from, Kelly. Uh, pa- Patrick yeah. Kelly or something. I think they're like okay, so I think a lot of like the conflama was conflama. That's a new one. Conflama. I would describe it as conflama because it's not real drama. It's just people, you know, being conflama. <laughs> no, I just never heard conflama before. Uh, <laughs> Definitely <laughs> adding it to my lexicon. Um. Yeah. So I think a lot of a lot of the backlash was because people were kind of confusing american style Mm -hmm. with american designers right right right. so of course you saw like the memes of like you know people (laughs) People wearing pasties exactly (laughs) are wearing like cargo shorts and like uh skating sneakers to the met gala but there are a lot of like really vile like even like obviously we here focus on black designers but even like the old hollywood designers like the caucasian ones costumes exactly that's that's somewhere that's that's really yeah i think um what is his name pulling for marilyn monroe right that's her designer yeah not the designer but the model yeah no i'm thinking uh shoot this shouldn't be slipping my mind but the designer that share wore Oh, I a know. lot. Uh, I wouldn't know. Oh, Bob Mackie. Yeah, yeah, I'm agree with known you. for extremely iconic mm-hmm. uh, share gowns and mm-hmm. tour outfits. Is all of that? Basically, he invented like the performance tour outfit where it's like that oh, sheer material with like the glitter. Womack? Bob Mackie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's <laughs> a single Bobby Bob Womack. Mackie. <laughs> Bob Mackie. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. No, but there's like, a, yeah. So like, even even the Caucasians, like, they have no excuse not to pull from like old Hollywood and all of those like beautiful American archetypes. And especially because I'm sorry to interrupt, even though I interrupted. No, go ahead. But especially because it's like the the gala that's the one after the pandemic. Yeah. I feel as though 
niggas really gotta put on some shit. Like, yeah, you sh- you, you should. I like, think are we really bring acting like back. Tom Ford isn't Tom Ford? Exactly right. Like, you, yeah. No, nah, I think people just you know like to discredit. You know, because you know, Mark you Jacobs is not who Mark Jacobs is. I'm right. confused. Like, you don't you don't you don't appreciate everything because you have like you're in it. You only appreciate things yeah. that you feel like you're you have a distance from. Yeah. So that's why everybody just big up. Um, so the, okay, say you were invited. Who who would you wear? You're gonna think I'm a I'm joking right now, and I'm not trying to be joking. I'll try to pull from like a Fubu or a Sean John. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Okay, cool. And I think I think people should. Yeah, like a Fubu, Sean John, something. Yeah. Uh, like I don't know. Oh, I, if I don't see any niggas with like a floor length fur and a velour suit. I'm going to be pissed because that's what it, like that's that's black glamour exactly. and there's nothing like unworthy or like you know, unhigh fashion about yeah, that. We got to big up our black designers. Um, Of course, you know, I would try to pull from Kirby if I had to. But yeah, I think I would I'll try to go towards. Um, oh, my God. I'm thinking of a name. I'm going to hell for this. Whoa. But the guy who. Is was known for customizing like Gucci pieces. Oh, you are talking suits. about? Um, yeah, that's definitely um, the name. Dapper Dan. There we Dapper go. Dapper Dan. Yeah, that's definitely. A niggas good pull need to be in Dapper Dan yes. custom. Yes. Down. Or, All you rapper niggas. I mean, I guess w- would a Dapper Dan ex Gucci count? Because no, like, no, right? Because it's like Gucci. Well, that that was done. That was done. Uh, because I, I remember Twenty One Savage was wearing Dapper Dan Gucci for like the last Met Gala. Well, I don't saying, think it related. But would that be like an American designer? Yeah. No. Okay, cool. I Let's... think I think Dapper Dan is a is a staple of American fashion. Yeah, definitely and like you a see pool. it in today's in Alexandra Michaelis Gucci, it's literally just Dapper right. Dan's mm-hmm. blueprint. Mm-hmm. And they actually they actually gave Dapper Dan his own um Yeah, that's what like his collection. own like studio mm-hmm. couturier because like people called out Alexandra Michaelis, the current head of Gucci, before being so similar to Dapper mm-hmm. Dan. Mm-hmm. So I think that would definitely count. And like people were saying, like, okay, even people who are obsessed with like european houses some of the best eras came from american designers like Mm. everyone talks about uh tom ford's gucci tom ford is an american hello (laughs) like y'all are y'all welcome Mm -hmm. so yeah Yeah, i definitely is some shit i think people just overreacted just based off the uh america i don't fuck with america but we're gonna see some shit i think they were yeah they were definitely conflating american typical american style with fashion mm-hmm. if i was to be invited I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see who's gonna be there that's that's why i'm interested who's yeah gonna actually show up yeah and who's room. dressing who mm-hmm. i think that's gonna be key if i were if i were to be invited yeah. i'm wearing hood by air ah uh, yeah Damn. that's you yeah wearing hood by air i already know which looks it's probably gonna be like a silk wrap dress with a floor length fur for sure and then a lot of oh the other thing that was really interested in a lot of people are talking about part one, but to me, the more interesting thing is part two. Why so? So the theme is in America, an anthology of fashion. And the article I was reading says that it's a historical perspective going back to the 1600s, right? Mm-hmm. So are niggas not invited to this one? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that are is we a gonna question dress that up? Needs- is, it, is it slavery? I was like, um, someone didn't think this shit out because that's gonna be funny. I mean, 
What that, the fuck are you gonna have the niggas in? I mean, you can you can you can pull like somebody could try to pull whatever collection was based off of like slavery because I'm sure a lot of collections have inspiration. Not Black American slavery. They've done there. There are there are plenty of collections based on like mm-hmm. European slavery. I know um, Alexander McQueen does did a lot of uh, Lee McQueen did a lot of collections based on like the plight of like the Irish people, but I haven't seen any collections based on like slavery is always like i know kirby past. kirby has done like but police brutality like, yeah that's what i was about to say yeah. it was, like, was post slavery yeah i'm so curious to see what <laughs> people are said, gonna pull out no black <laughs> or is it gonna be like we're gonna see the black girls dressed up like harriet tubman because like what are what are black people nah, are gonna do for this era 1670 so i doubt anybody's gonna pull that far back y- no it's it's I, it's I think it's, I don't know, maybe the way I worded this wrong, yeah. but from the way I was getting, I, it was definitely giving like antebellum <laughs> times. I'm sure, I'm sure they're going to try to ignore that if it's like as far as I don't as know. I don't know how you can ignore that. I mean, there are, there are a lot of like, um, a lot of like collections based on like antebellum times. So mm-hmm. like those big, like exaggerated Southern debutante silhouettes. Yeah. But are you putting a black person in that? Like, we I know Jean-Paul Gaultier see. has a couple collections like that. Or but. you know what they're going to do? They Like we said, they're going to invite the blacks to the to the, um, to the the um early one in September. And then and invite the invite white. Any, yeah. <laughs> they're going to say because they're going to put on a corona. We just want to be safe, even though we, May. By, hopefully by exactly. May, we're out of it. But still, nah, I, it's just I, I don't know. That just boggled my mind. Like, nah, yeah, I didn't even think about it. That <laughs> You're funny for that. What is that stuff? <laughs> like, what perspective are we really looking at here, guys? Mm. Like... Yeah, I'm th- I'm in this look inspired by my slave masters. Um, exactly, <laughs> like oh, and how yeah, we used to control the blacks, and I wish we could go back then. Exactly, like <laughs> are we supposed to be making outfits out of potato sacks? Like <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how it's gonna turn out, but I definitely got my eye on that because that yeah, that, that is a up, huge red flag. Interesting. <laughs> like, mm. like, are we really celebrating America's past? Do we really want to do that? Mm. I mean, if you white, why not? Right. Sure. Us, beautiful, gowns. <laughs> beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. Nah, yeah. But let's wrap it up and say, you know, Met Gala's back. So we're excited as very, fashion very excited. people that we get to look at people look better than us and pay more for a ticket. Yes. For something that we just dream about going to. Very, back. very excited to see these wealthy people wear beautiful gowns. And you already know. I know it's already in September, but we're going to have some content around it. So, for sure. you know, if you can... Hold your breath until then. I'm if sure we can afford knock. a ticket to see the exhibit, we will definitely be there and definitely have content for that. For certain, for certain. All right, on to the next topic. Um, not as serious or not as um important, but we just want to touch about oh, um, <laughs> what happened recently in social media. You know, we like to turn, you know we like to keep it light and airy in the beginning. We're stages. a niggerish podcast, yeah. So you know we got to reach back to our roots and stuff. I don't know, but if anybody's been paying attention to social media, what happened mm-hmm. last week in terms of we're speaking about DJ Mustard and his bout with his personal shopper. Yes, Cassandra Walker. Is her I'm name. glad you know her name because I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I have yeah, I have his IG. Should I should I read the iOS press release? Yes, the, please. The I mean, Instagram yes. stories press release. So because... officially, this is what was released. Go ahead, Noel. <clears throat> should I do a DJ Mustard voice? What's it? That's a West Coast accent. <laughs> If you want to embarrass I don't know know. what a West Coast accent is. Think of Franklin Saint. I don't know what that is. From um, Snowfall. 
I don't watch that show. Yikes. She's not black, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. She's exposed us. I'm so just we, catching we, up on we, Insecure. I'm so sorry, guys. Wait, we, we <laughs> so know which, which Met Gala she's excited for. That sixteen seven. The niggerish one. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. Mm. Um. Damn. I feel like I could do a West Coast accent. How, can you, How you sweetie talk? She's not from the West Coast. Is she? Yeah, she is. Uh, She's Oakland as fuck. I would try to put on an accent right now, but I know I'm going to bash myself. I'm not going to bash myself. Ari. Ari. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna yeah. stop. Never mind. Okay. Sound like a fucking seal. Fucking seal. That's how they sound. You you ain't okay. Never mind. What's Press the release. That's that's how I think. I did like. I just think like gang banger voice. Like what's up? Yeah, blood. Yeah, blood. <laughs> <laughs> what's pop? What's bracket, bro? All right, let me stop before someone puts a head <laughs> on us. Right. DJ Mustard on the beat. Oh my god. Okay. He said attention to all my people who attention know cut. me. <laughs> Right, basically. Just add a cut to every. I want to bring something to everyone's attention. Cassandra C. Walker is a thief and a liar. <laughs> now you sound southern, okay? Not, no, I'm losing. I'm losing the plot, guys. But Cassandra C. Walker is not my stylist, and she was a personal shopper for me and Chanel Dijon, which I think is his wife. His wife is his fiance. Yeah. yeah. We let her use the stylist word mm-hmm. so she could get business. But the truth is she did nothing but shop. Today I found out she ran up my credit cards over 50K buying stuff for herself. Purses, shoes, shades, and other stuff. I'm hot. And I'm only writing this so no oh, one yeah. else deals with her. She's bad for business. Uh, I have the receipts. And then he... uh he attached a screenshot of her hopping on a, asking to hop on a call <laughs> after she <laughs> was exposed yeah. um yeah and apparently he disclosed that uh mind you she gets paid 6k a month to shop that's 72k a year you mess that up for some fucking instagram likes etc yeah. etc First of all, I was shocked at the price of shopping maybe cuz I'm some broke nigga not even like I that's a good job. In in a, in a pre, we were talking about how that's not even on the high end of the thing. But yeah. just getting um seventy five k just to shop that seems pretty late for that's me. A, that's a little DoorDash. That is a tech job in New York. I exactly. can tell you that. Like shit, so so that's easy money. So and then secondly, then you know greed is the death of a lot of things. You know yeah. people always want more than they have. That's why people get in debt. That's why people you know we you know it's just bad essentially. Yeah. So and this is just another case of that. It's I just think like, the the first red flag was the fact that she was a personal. Sh- yeah. Oh yeah. They, <laughs> they dragged her nah, for that shit. Ahead, yeah. Yeah. The first red flag was the fact that she was a, a personal shopper, but they allowed her to say that she was a stylist. Yeah. Clearly, this young lady, if you look at her Instagram, she does not seem like she was qualified for the job. Now I don't. I think keep, she was just pretty. Yeah, I don't keep track of DJ Mustard's fits, mm-hmm. but I can't recall him, you know, wearing anything impressive or. At one of the award shows, he was like one of the better dressed men. I can't remember one, but okay. which one? But but yeah, nothing, nothing that like yeah, jumps yeah, yeah. out in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you look at her Instagram, and it's like, yeah, you you just you wanted the aesthetic, you wanted the vibe, and Instagram master. In my pessimistic whole. mind, I was like, okay, so. This is a hot girl that he wanted to keep on payroll mm-hmm. because I don't Most think she was qualified for the job. All. And why else are you paying somebody that type of money? 
uh, possibly side chick situation. I wouldn't be surprised. Nah, I, w- I wouldn't say all side. Chick. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna tear into my black king like that. All right, like whatever. He's just cheating and shit. All but right. I do believe that Prina's did have a factor. I think yeah, she definitely uh, benefited from pretty yeah, privilege. The fits that she had on that has some explanation. It was like, me. but she dressed like how girls in LA dress though. No Tino shit, but that's. I mean, I guess I don't, I don't live in LA, very so if that's how y'all dress. Y'all need to expensive step it up. tacky. Yeah, ex- yeah, I think. Expense does not mean you putting on shit, man. It just means whatever you putting on is expensive. Yeah, you need to put it together. Like, if, regardless if it costs a dollar, ten thousand dollars. Yeah, style is not dollar of and like inducive. But that's the entertainment industry in general. I feel like yeah. if you have that like pretty privilege or if you have connections, like qualifications don't necessarily matter as much as. Which is probably why she was able to skirt. Yeah, nigga like me would try to get if I'm getting seventy five k from somebody, I'm trying to get like eighty k from somebody else, and then make what's that seventy plus whatever seventy five plus eighty is. I don't under okay yeah okay she was paid well and stuff, but also like how how do you just let fifty k go missing? How did it get to fifty k and you didn't notice? I think because one it was credit card, so you don't get your statement till afterwards, and then two when rich people deal with rich people. They just assume everything goes smoothly. Of course, I'm talking as a brokey, but still, like, you know, you, 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 that's why people Shit. like, that's why accounting still from all these rich people, because you're like, you're trusting that somebody with the knowledge is doing what they're supposed to do, but instead they, they're fucking you over. Something like this, though, is more like, it's not necessarily like um, a service, or it is a service, but it's not like a, uh, it's just like you're assuming she's buying shit for you so you don't really check it and then you know you get bored one day you look at your statements or whatever you talk to your financial advisor and he's like um so why did you spend 50k at Victoria's Secret um I don't even I just I don't know I just mm-hmm. feel like with I'm I'm shocked that having an employee like who's sole purpose is shopping mm-hmm. that they're not looped in with your personal like financial advisor like why True. isn't that financial advisor point. clearing every single True. purchase because I mean, i'd be the honestly like i just stopped being shitty broke last year mm-hmm. and literally so a dollar? huh a dollar no oh yikes okay continue. <laughs> no continue. Let's go. i said Let's i go. just i just got done being shitty broke last year <laughs> not in the borrowing phase yet you, you know, continue but your literally every penny that leaves my account i'm double and triple checking it same just i don't i don't know i feel like just as a person i will never leave but that like value said, we're both broke so yeah the money i that can't imagine but the more money the more money i make the more stingy i get i, I doubt it what i honestly do oh. i think a lot of people have this mentality that because i remember eating boiled eggs for a week like it was yesterday <laughs> no so i I'm ain't not, never forget i'm not that saying shit. that you've never done anything i'm trying to say that uh, i i think that a lot of people don't know how money changes how you view like just life in general right so you so you see this large windfall and this is like getting off topic but you now you have access to a large amount of money and you know yeah. that you know you can pay for more so you, yeah. you're not you're not you're not paying attention to spending as much as you did when you when you knew that if you spend too much in one area it was detrimental yeah. in another area. Now like you have enough leeway that you might have backup. But another thing is that then that leads to people spending too much money on things. Yeah. Like you know, it's not a it's not about how much money you have. It's how much knowledge you have about money management. Yeah. And yes, if you have money management, uh, I don't know, but yeah, but yeah. I would hope that if I was ever wealthy, I would be, you know, keeping track of my finances. But I can, I also know I'm that. I'm going to be a stingy ass motherfucker. I think that's how people I'm think. I'm going to be a Scrooge yeah, McDuck. Oh, no, not think. I know that shit because my parents are Scrooge McDucks. <laughs> so that shit was 
drilled into my head from a young young yeah. child. But yeah, it's just nastiness, just stealing, just people stealing yeah, in general. Too much, too much. I, I feel like Instagram is just is at this point it's performance art. Yeah, that's and that's another thing. That's another aspect. The things we do for Instagram now, I really have like stopped like you know using social media like that just in general, just because yeah. like. I realized that in order to actually progress is what you do outside of social media. Yeah. Not necessarily what you're doing to post it's for nuts. social media. It's nuts. Yeah. Another anecdotal side note, like it's it's to the point where like you accomplish stuff in your real life and you don't post it on social media, but if you discuss it with someone like in real life, mm. they're shocked at the fact that you accomplish stuff mm -hmm. because yeah. you didn't post it on social media. That's nuts. And I and a lot of people are like that is that you know it, we tend to just acknowledge people who are posting their w's on social media yeah They're, they aren't the only ones winning social media is like a, a small microcosm of the entire world and of the people you follow so mm -hmm. you know you know this is you know we're gonna drive another psa don't let social media social media is not real life real life is real life so stay yeah. off the phone social media is absolutely an illusion don't forget to you know take your weekly periods to just disconnect and like reconnect with reality yeah man just you know just, these bitches are nuts nuts crazy crazy <laughs> yeah and um that does that about um why you shouldn't steal from people mm -hmm. <laughs> and we can talk <laughs> about you know another money related issue in our main topic for yes. this episode money 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 um the thing we're gonna talk about is nfts yep nfts the thing you've seen oh, everywhere no. and everywhere that everybody keeps talking about what the hell is an nft can i just say before we start i'm of so course. tired of people talking about crypto why because y'all niggas don't own y'all crypto <laughs> okay and this is gonna be my campaign for 2021 and 2022 y'all niggas stop using robin hood yeah robin is not your friend come on you y'all knew y'all saw what happened with the amc shit and now that dogecoin is going bonkers crazy Everyone's back on Robin Hood. Them motherfuckers are not going to let you get your money. Yeah. I just want everyone to know that. I am a little bit salty about all those people getting hype about those. I mean, getting oh, they up lost on their money because they didn't pull it out after it dropped yesterday. Oh, damn. But like people who like who did because that's the thing with Dogecoin is like fundamentally like it's it's it's. It, it it's literally based off a of hype. It does. It it's does, a meme. Yeah, there's no value, and I'm not trying to be a hater, but that's just logically how it is, and that's because there's no cap on the amount of Dogecoin that can be produced. So no, that's not true. It has a dollar cap. No, no, no. I'm talking about like the amount of Doge. No, what it's do you not going to raise over a dollar. It has it has an, a a dollar cap. Yeah, that's not. So every time more is produced, it just dilutes it to make it less and less. Listen, sure. Yeah, that's just, yeah. That's, <laughs> the point is that, The yeah. point is, please, uh, I mean, you can't transfer your money, but if you haven't started your crypto journey yet, please download uh, Coinbase or Binance. I can't, so yo, can I'm so salty. Own I can't crypto? use Binance. If you're in New York, you can't oh, use yeah, Binance. Oh, yeah, if you can't. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I used my Jersey license yeah, when I was able to. Lucky, yeah. yeah. New Yorkers, that's fucked up. They yeah, hate y'all. Because New York is so strict Scamming about. ass niggas. There's so many, uh, like, even on Coinbase, there's so many Scamming things you can't buy niggas. because you live in New York. And New York is just like, oh, no, nah, we're not trying to deal with um all this. Yeah. Um stuff with the with this uh cryptos and all that but yeah yeah so that I'm was super the crypto salty. corner for the week but let's get back to <laughs> i mean our... we didn't leave it we're talking nfts yeah we're gonna actually get further into it mm -hmm. um, so you want uh, you want to start or you want to talk about no, it or? okay you ha you can start it off and then 
Well, so basically what we're going to do is we're going to, if you guys are not familiar with NFTs, we're going to give you a little, a very base level explanation of what NFTs are. And then because we are a fashion and art podcast, we're going to see how it possibly could relate to the fashion industry. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep. Exactly. As Noel said. Um, So let's begin. So the first question is, what the heck is an NFT? Well, mm-hmm. NFT stands for non-fungible token. And yes. what non-fungible means, it means that it's unique. It means that this is one-on-one. You can't, if you, can't, if you were to trade an NFT with a, another NFT, you'd be getting two different things. You wouldn't get the same thing. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, that doesn't mean that um, an NFT can't have, like a, a certain image can't have multiple NFTs because some people release like oh 16 of it but each 16 right. is unique in itself right. because they have different um let's just say coding for better or better words to it that allow it to be like okay this is like the one that was created for the out of the 16 and not something else um moving on not um this nft or non-fungible tokens are built on ethereum which is a um another form of crypto of cryptocurrency we're long on ETH over here. Yeah, we similar to, similar to Bitcoin, but not similar at the same time. In the sense that I believe Ethereum is like a like a platform that you can use to build mm-hmm. like a token versus like Bitcoin, which itself is it's a a, a token itself that is recorded it's a on a block. Product of mining. Yeah, yeah, it does record on a um on a ledger. So Ethereum, you can you can build things from it. You can build different coins from Ethereum, but you can't um. But with Bitcoin, that's this unique thing. Um, what else? So it's important, like I said, that they keep this ledger because the ledger is what keeps track of what is created and what belongs to what. Because the thing about this ledger, which is called a blockchain, is that if anybody tries to falsify the documents, if anybody tries to say no, that mm-hmm. um. I had it, you didn't have it. You could either A, reference the blockchain regardless of how, like, it's constantly kept, like, every time something is happening, even new creations are kept on a, on a it's not like a separate um, ledger, it's the same ledger yep. that, that is kept by everyone in the community that's um, involved in the cryptocurrency. So if somebody tries to lie, there's multiple people that can reference it, which helps with the, def- you know, it's helps decentralized. Stop. Yeah, it's decentralized and it helps, um, prevent fraud in terms of people trying to claim to have something where they don't right um so now so okay so you hear ethereum you hear nft you're like okay how does that involve so an nft in itself is so you have a digital asset that you want to you know either want to put behind ethereum or you just want to sell or whatnot so what happens is you mint this ethereum you put the digital asset, you write a contract with a digital asset, whether it's a photo or video, mm-hmm. anything that's digital, and you attach anything. it to that, into that Ethereum, and now you have your unique NFT. Mm-hmm. That's what makes an NFT. Um, so the cost of NFT is based on the cost of Ethereum, but you don't have to put a full Ethereum coin or whatever to... Um, NFT. You can put partial, partial yeah. parts. Because a full coin is like a little yeah, bit over two bands right now. Yeah, right now it's trading over two thousand yeah. dollars. So unless you know, you can buy a full token, but you know, obviously you can't buy a full 
Ethereum and then try to sell something for thirty dollars because then you lose over it um seventeen hundred dollars just on the process. Yeah. So logically, you want to buy you know however amount um, amount of Ethereum is going to be less than the price you're trying to sell for, mm-hmm. and then sell it for that price. So now what makes NFT so special as a creator is that now you have this digital asset that you want to sell. You put it, you know, you make it an NFT. So now you sell it, right? You sell it at whatever price, right? You know, you dictate the price. It's not dictated. So once you make the NFT, it's not dictated by the going price of NFTs anymore. It's now dictated by um, just whatever price you, you, you want to sell your item at. And then you so now the the idea is you sell this product over time is going to become so um it's going to become more valuable that yep. asset the reason being not only is it unique the, the idea is that you as a creator is um gaining more notoriety or popularity so mm-hmm. that increases its value or like you know god forbid you pass away people were like oh this artwork is so fantastic and i really want it yeah. and that increases the value isn't it also more unique because as the value of ethereum increases so does the value of that's what i was saying but i don't think it it works like that i think it works as soon as you buy it because Mm -hmm. it becomes that it becomes the nft itself so now it's out of the ethereum ecosystem technically but that could be true uh i didn't so like uh, for example like if you wanted to if you bought something for like i don't know Ethereum. Two two Ethereum coins, uh-huh. so and 4K. then you know Ethereum booms again, and it goes up, and mm-hmm. then now that two, that those two coins, in three months are worth the value of three coins. Yeah, couldn't you sell it for again two Ethereum coins, which in U.S. dollars would be the value of three? I think I I used to think that's how it was, but I think when I was doing my research, it's not like that. It's like okay. once you put it. Once you put that asset to it, that's what makes that's the value now because, okay. like I said, Ethereum is meant is meant to build a coin. So ideally, you're building a new coin, right? right? So that unique coin is like is only as valuable as people want it now because right. it's a, a one of one coin versus Ethereum, where it's like a, uh, you can amass multiple Ethereum's, and that's why it's more valuable versus like a, a like a like an image of tone. Let's just right, say the product. Yeah. So it. now okay. it's now it's okay. its own coin. It's like a new Bitcoin to say. Right. And now the value is based on how well you can market it. Yada yada yada. Right. Okay. Um. So yeah, back to what I was saying in terms of why, as a creative, you want to get on the NFT wave is because it allows you to uh cash in on royalties that um that occur when um you when artistic items are being sold because the truth is traditionally how it's done let's take for like a mona lisa for example um you sell it the once once that artist sells it for the first time they're if they sell it because sometimes most of the times most art pieces aren't even sold when the person is alive but if it's sold while they're alive that's the last time the person is going to see any value from that piece right mm-hmm. so now if i bought that art piece from let's say a uh, noel and then i want to trade it to somebody that thinks they they want to buy for more than what i bought it for noel doesn't see see a cent from that transition afterwards because you know it's not a she doesn't own anything but the thing with nfts you can write in a contract when you're making it you could put like a percentage that goes back to royalty from creating it so like you say like anywhere between 10 to 15 or 30 percent i think there's no cap on the amount you put on the royalty 
but I think average is like between 15 and 30 percent is the royalty that you can gain from your NFT. So that means that if um, Noelle buys it for five hundred dollars one day and then she resells it for two thousand dollars the next day that you're going to get your 18 percent from that two thousand dollar sale and not just from your five hundred dollar sale. So that helps with with you as a creator from getting, you know, seeing money from something that you create regardless and keeps you in that ecosystem compared to how it's traditionally traditionally done right now where as soon as you sell it for the first time, you don't get a cent from it unless you buy it back or whatnot and then you can resell it. Okay. And then finally, I just want to say, so, you know, you hear this, you're like, um, but an NFT is really not special because if I wanted an image, I could just right click, save it and not have the same image. Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. That the image itself is not necessarily what makes the the NFT so special. It's the ownership of the image. The NFT token that says you're the owner that owns this thing. So that if somebody else is trying to sell the thing that you own, they're like, oh, no, they don't really own that. Actually, you own it so I can buy from you. And that's where I'm going to get the value from. Yes, you can save the same image, but it's, this, it's the same way that trading cards work and how it's only valuable if somebody else wants it. That's the, that's right. it. It's not, it's not valuable because it's some new product. I think that this, this point is where we're going to disagree mm-hmm. because I don't think that there's any innate value in ownership mm-hmm. for like anything. Cause at the end of the day, if like, I see like a cool piece of digital art, mm-hmm. even if it's being sold as an NFT, what's preventing me from screenshotting it and making it my phone background. That's the thing is, now you get really meta, right? You know, if you want to, if you want to get like macro and think about it, like nothing in life matters, right? <laughs> we put the, like, <laughs> like, right? That's I true. Mean, basically, we put yeah. value in what we want to put value yeah, in, right? We make whatever true. we want to make valuable. Uh-huh. So now, you know, we get so bored with life that we have we put value on things that are digital, like oh, yeah. So not na- uh, this is not saying digital artists don't. Have no, no, value yeah, that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say, you know, people are trying just to, this vehicle. Yeah, this to me is like. Mm, yeah. Well, I feel but like the value comes from people wanting it. So, like, yes, um, we were talking before. Like, yes, right now, everybody and everybody is selling an NFT. So, you know, you might if you if you're not really doing your research, I don't want to say you get duped, but the the thing is, you always want to buy this or this type of product as something that's going to increase in value. So you don't, right. if you don't believe that whatever you buy is going to increase in value, you know, any smart person will tell you not to buy it because, you know, you're going to either depreciate the, the asset that you own or you're just never going to uh, gain a, um, any value. So right. if that's, you know, that's like fine example, if you're not trying to resell it. But yeah. For example, um, so the NBA is actually like very involved with NFTs. Yeah, with Top Shot. So there was a NFT, it's a video of LeBron James dunking Mm -hmm. that went for Mm $200,000. It's a video. Yep. I don't care who owns it. I can go on YouTube right now and watch the same video. That is true. So to me, it's like how we dictate value as a society isn't going, it is not going to allow nfts to be a sustainable platform because at the end of the day if i want to view something digitally that's one already available anywhere and everywhere there's no reason that i'm gonna spend that type of money i'm glad you brought that up right so think about it like this way you're everything you said was right I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like like we're 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 saying the same thing that yeah. um vi- like um 
it's only as valuable if somebody wants it. But think about it like this, right? The Mona Lisa that's in the Louvre, right? Mm-hmm. That's the painting. Everybody goes to see it. You can't mm-hmm. even stand within a certain amount of time because there's so many people try to steal it or whatnot. And, but there's so many prints that people either draw themselves and sell mm-hmm. and they make money off of the prints. It's not like it's a, a, a cheap thing to like sell a real valuable print. Right. But everybody knows that if they were to sell the one that was in a Louvre, it's the money that's going to make is going to be like at least $300 million. I, see, I, because that's the one that um leonardo da vinci himself drew right right but so that's that's the old that, that's how we know that it belongs to somebody it belongs to leonardo da vinci and right. the value is not the pain in itself the value is that mm. this is what leonardo da vinci i gotta drew. disagree with you there because i don't think you can compare physical assets and digital aspect assets because hear me out uh-huh. a copy of the mona lisa obviously is not going to have the same physical qualities right. you're like you're, you're missing like the texture of the paint and like the individual brush strokes and like the weathering and the aging mm-hmm. and like that that's something that's unique that cannot be recreated even when people do like art fucking theft and repaint it that can be you recreated. can still change it like um, um no like you can you can do it Indiv- like you can have a perfect copy but at the end of the day it's not going to have like the same weathering or the same paint layers or you can like can be- no 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 because you can carbon date paint yeah no, and you but- can tell like okay this is not the All legit right, but shit the but if i hit you know if i right click save and then paste that's an exact same right. digital piece right 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 but all that Asian and stuff that can be done post as well. Like yes, that's yeah, authentic. But at the end of the day, like there's there's okay, ways to authenticate if, okay, the if, Mona Lisa versus no, no. a copy. Okay, but there are ways to make a, a a counterfeit exactly like the original, right? No, there isn't. Because you can you can't carbon date the paint. Even if you're making a copy, you're not gonna have the same type of paint because no paint that you're gonna get right now is gonna be the same paint that Leonardo DiCaprio Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> painted the Mona Lisa. <laughs> well, after he, before he Le- dove Le- off the Titanic, that nigga y'all you're not gonna have the same paint. That motherfucker was making paint out of berries and shit. Okay, but you're, you're sort of making argument for me right so because the nft has this unique code that it belongs to but don't nobody give a fuck about no code except the person who cares about it who the fuck is not (laughs) you that's what i'm trying to say so i'll get off of my topic point but like like, it's just this is a real argument so um so that's part of the the, you know there's this thing that allows you to do all this carbon dating that you were talking about Mm -hmm. because it's it's unique. Nobody else can say they have the same code. Right. And then second, damn, I was just about, to, I was about to hit you with something. I can't remember. <laughs> I win. <laughs> yeah. I win. Damn. I, I win by default. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, will, I will say, okay, so I, I, I understand your, your point. Okay. So the code is, is what authenticates a, an original versus a copy. And that's right click, yeah. technically where the value comes from. But oh, I yeah. think my issue with NFTs or at least what we're seeing currently is what is being put up for sale does not necessarily have any value outside of the fact that it's an NFT. Like, yeah. so we, we looked when we were, when we were brainstorming this episode, we looked on, what was it like open seas? I yeah, think Open it's C's a site. Is the website. Open yeah. is a site, yeah. And we were trying to find like NFTs in the fashion category and stuff. And the stuff we were seeing was like gifts of sneakers, which I mean, 
to somebody that might have value but i feel like to the general consumer a gif of a sneaker is not going to be worth the price tag so again like it with the mona lisa there there is history there's like a storied history there's technique there's value outside of the fact that it's just a painting with nfts this a lot of the stuff people are putting up because it is kind of becoming a cash grab there's no value in the actual art besides the fact that it is in this format that All it right, is an so nft I'm gonna disagree with you obviously um mm. like you said um damn losing my my chance but what i want to say is that yes nfts even art collect act even physical art trading is a niche is it's not something that needs is not that it needs it's not something that's popular amongst everybody right it's always going to be like oh i'm a i'm an art enthusiast i need to have this piece in my very elitist yeah so that's is the same thing's going to happen that it's but it's going to be more um open because you might not you you can easily get it depending on how big the price is Mm -hmm. and then secondly you said that um um it doesn't have the same history as the physical copy. Mm-hmm. I could disagree. So uh, I don't know if, if anybody's been paying attention to the NFC, NFT co- conversation. You heard the name Beeple, right? That's the dude that sold his um, yeah, I think all them fucking 500 art. days yeah. or something like that for, I don't know, $62 million. Yeah, OD, something right? crazy. The reason why that is important, not only was Beeple one of the first digital artists like that was like has popularity because that's mm-hmm. what it is. It's not like he was the first digital artist, but he's he the first popular. one that, that a lot of people know. Right. So boom, that's value there. And then right. two, the story is that literally 500 days or however long the title of the um piece is, mm-hmm. he released a new work of art, right? So every, every single dot of the 500 right. is something unique that he didn't, he, I think it's still, the streak is still going on today. But when do, so, so when that was sold for whatever crazy, $62 million, amount, crazy yep, yep, yep. amount of money, God damn. Um, there was like a, a journalist who like went in and like looked at the individual paintings and it's like shitty doodles. No, it's like black face doodles and shit. That, but the value is the story of him releasing something that was like, yes, mm-hmm. it, the, I think your problem is you just haven't found something that you, that I find valuable. And then once yeah. you find something that's for valuable sure. then it's gonna be sure. that, that's when it's gonna be easier for oh you yeah like, for sure because if there was like some fucking unreleased beyonce tracks that exactly were that, NFTs, that i'm a bid exactly yeah. what them shits was sell if look if beyonce released any anything nft she wouldn't have to release music ever again i would it wouldn't she would never because she will forever she'll forever possible. just be eating off like forget the royalty she gets off of yeah. what the Lion King album. Yeah. <laughs> she's gonna be eating off of yeah. NFT. That's just gonna sell for Blue Ivy would would become. <laughs> it's gonna be the seven figures minimum. If yeah. you want to, if you, the the less expensive stuff is gonna be like one. Blue it's gonna Ivy be, would buy the planet. Like that's what I'm trying to. Say. So it's all about finding whatever it is you're gonna purchase. Like yes, nothing right. in life matters unless you put the value behind it. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's just all about finding like the 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 like you said, top shot people collecting that because that's mm-hmm. a new baseball card. You can say, oh, I actually own this moment that LeBron score his, his yeah but you're 50. not gonna shake LeBron's hand LeBron don't know you I mean he's probably eating off of it so yeah. but I don't think so because I don't think he owns think, that footage I, no I think it's he like no through the, it's, it's through the NBA yeah he so doesn't like, have rights to that footage yeah, yeah NBA owns the rights so then NBA has, signs with the owners about it and then that probably signs with because every the NBA oh, has to no. agree with the players to sell anything with the image but I yeah. don't know. Okay, so obviously I'm I'm more of on the uh, the skeptic 
side of this spectrum mm-hmm. for this but what we want to do is talk about some of the possibilities of nfts and fashion and some of kind of where it's already gone there there's there's been a little bit of dipping of toes in the fashion industry for nfts right 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 um but i feel like we still are kind of waiting for the first huge fashion house to really like bust a move and like be the first one to do something about it mm-hmm. so just in general like fashion really hasn't settled on a way to best use nfts um because it is entirely digital in nature it kind of makes it difficult for an industry that focuses primarily on physical items to adopt but there obviously are you know tons of different ways that you can like digitalize archives or original designer sketches um if you were paying attention in early quarantine times Mm -hmm. uh podcast fave hanifa did a completely digital show with uh like virtual models Mm -hmm. so a video like that could be placed as an nft and that would uh, that would yeah that's the the simple that's the simple easiest app like one of the applications that comes to mind right away how can fashion take advantage of nft i think original original sketches from like extremely popular collections Mm -hmm. would go crazy Crazy. yeah designers notes if you if they decided to scan and stuff that you wouldn't be able to see basically like that that, and that's where the value comes from it's like oh i want to have this because nobody else has the notes that you know why did i want to put this patch there or Mm -hmm. whatever whatever or why did i go with the silhouette so that's one application. And like you said, the Anifa um, fashion show, I think whenever she decides, I, I believe she's going to do it. I honestly do. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Whenever she decides to sell it, that's going to that's gonna fetch a pretty penny. Especially yeah. because of the social, like, it's, your ben- it's, it's to your benefit whenever somebody in social media talks about something you've done. Because mm-hmm. now that hype, that just builds the hype for it. Right. So now she released it right off the bat. I think that's going to, that could fetch like 20K at minimum. Yeah. At minimum. Yeah. So that's one thing. Um, yeah. But as of right now, we've mainly seen um, designers, particularly watch and sneaker designers, use it for like marketing purposes. But like you were saying before, there is a lot of potential for NFTs to be used for authentication and like tracking of like high end luxury goods. Um, and that makes more sense than trying to sell like digital versions of certain physical assets. And I'm sorry. Just a, another another way that can even be utilized in a fashion show. Like it doesn't always have to be f- completely digital. That the value is in it, right? Mm-hmm. Like so. Say for instance, you have a fashion show, right? Mm-hmm. But instead of the you know typical invite or the typical you know you have this paper invite, you send a digital NFT that proves that you were one of the select few at this fashion show. Mm-hmm. Now, 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 um. So now the fashion show is released and it becomes one of the most popular fashion shows because mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z idea. Now the value is that like, yes, I was one of the, the few people that was at that show and this is my ticket. Because a lot of people collect like festival tickets, right? Yeah. So that's an application. So like if you digitize it, now you have this this unique token that says you were there. Right. And then now you can be selling that and it's like, okay, this is this is me. So so I, I see what you're saying, but when one I don't think people I don't I don't I don't see fashion houses doing that because that takes the value and profit away from them. That puts it in the in that puts the 
potential value in the hands of the invitees as opposed to it going back to the fashion no, house. I, I think it. No, yes, no. it does no, because uh, if an invitee sells their own invitation, that is, you know, that they put it up as an NFT. But who sold that it? Money, right? The that, fashion house. No, because you you send because so the way the way fashion houses do invites, they they they're very big on uh, physical invites. Still, they're sending invites to a person. Uh, like if they wanted to make bread they would just put their invites up on the blockchain and let people buy it but if the individual person has it they can have the choice to put it up on the blockchain and get bread themselves yeah okay so i disagree like i said part of the reason why you want to create it is because whenever it's sold Mm. you earn some money from it whenever it doesn't you don't have to own it anymore whenever it's sold between anybody i know but the original seller would not be the the luxury house the original seller would be the invitee no the original you selling it to the person coming to the show that's not how fashion shows work but you don't sell they don't sell that's not how that's not how fashion shows work but it you can can't be because the reason that is, is i'm telling you why this would not happen and it's, it's because the elitist the elitism in being invited to a fashion show is god well let me actually just give the example that i was going to talk about in mm. terms of uh tracking high-end goods so uh right now montclair the popular outerwear brand actually uses a qr code in their like little logo um, in order to like, well, I mean, honestly, you scan the QR code and it just. And what do you get from it? It brings up the Montclair site, mm-hmm. but it's just a way to know that like this is an authentic Montclair bubble coat. Like exactly. the that, so the like, the the mm-hmm. fake jackets. They I guess they don't scan, even though you can you can fudge that. I'm pretty sure. So to me, I can see a brand like embedding tags. Mm-hmm. NFT tags on certain items. So like couture items, like mm-hmm. we talked about in the other episodes, items that are made because it, it does take a lot of money to actually put something up as an NFT. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't talk, talk about that, but that process is pretty freaking expensive. Mm-hmm. But I can see uh, designers putting up like a couture dress something that is one of one something that is custom made and creating that as an nft where the purchaser will have like the physical dress or the the garment or whatever but then they will also have an ownership of like a digital scan of Mm. that item as well and then you'll always be able to track like okay this is the original garment it was first owned by this person and then it was owned by this person and this person and then the whole history of the garment will be tracked so i can definitely see that happening. yeah that's so that's that's a point i want to bring up is that i don't think that the best application for nfts in the fashion world is going to be strictly digital right and we don't need to we we don't need to box ourselves in the it needs to be digital only for it to be like Yes, the NFT is digital, but like you said, if you mix it with a physical aspect, that's where the that's where the value really is gonna lie, especially yeah. in the fashion world. There's it's- actually an example of that. There's this watch brand called Jacob and Co. I don't know if you're into watches, but apparently they're like a, I'm not. They're they're like some type of super expensive luxury watch company. Mm-hmm. They did a NFT auction actually in May, where they used the platform Art Grailis. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the first ever NFT luxury watch where the highest bidder actually received like the, wa- the watch itself. No, they didn't receive the watch. They received like the a certificate of ownership and then like a watch case. But inside the case was a hard drive to the digital rendering of the watch. So no watch. 
So they don't ever get a watch. They don't get the watch. But they get the case and they get the certificate. See, somebody like me, I wouldn't bid on it because... I don't see what the, the fuck value. am I gonna do with that? I mean, but somebody, but someone did it. Someone did it. Say. Someone like, did it. It's all about you know who feels like it's important to them to own. Um, like you said, some people might be pulling the mask over a bunch of people's heads, just like oh, let's just get into this NFT. But I mm-hmm. feel as though as a as a investor, as an individual, it's always on you to do due diligence. Nobody else can tell you that you should buy something because like you can listen to people, but I mean you can listen and eventually do it but you need to go go on and do your own research to you know confirm whatever it is they're telling mm-hmm. you why is it valuable you know in traditional stocks what are the fundamentals of this company that make it gonna, that you think the value is going to increase so now you have to think about it in the nft sense why is this do i feel as though this person artistic this artistic talent is going to continue to rise so yeah. i know that i'm going to get in now and then purchase it and then be able to resell it later when it become more popular right so that's something that you have to think about and yeah and and uh, like we do have to say that like not all nfts are like wildly expensive like yeah, you can buy a little cheap for twenty dollars exactly but i think what what we're talking about specifically in terms of a bubble is like these huge like widely publicized like popular artists for example like asap rocky um i just saw is putting up like uh unreleased music up as an nft um so and there's been a lot of uh like musical artists and popular digital artists that are doing similar things where they're putting like original lyrics or Mm -hmm. unreleased songs they're putting those up as nfts that is kind of what i'm talking about in terms of a bubble where like it's like it's it's highly publicized it's in the general public's face but in reality it's only going to be like the one percent that's going to be participating in these things of course, of course. so like yeah like okay you know yeah, like my home girl who does like digital paintings and stuff if she puts up something as an nft i'll bid on it but in terms of like like the artists who are really cashing out on things it's going to be people who are already established you know how that's how that's how the more popular it is the more popular you are in life the more the more things can work out in your favor. So that we, that yeah. doesn't even need to be said. But like, oh, damn. I'm, I don't know what's going on with me. I'm just losing my train of thought today. But um, I was going to say something and then I can't remember. But like you said, uh, with the, like, say for instance, that the unreleased song that um, ASAP puts on the, um, on the NFT, it becomes released in the sense that the person who, doesn't own it somehow it gets leaked right. the value is now now if everybody finds that I think song it is gonna get released anyway course. yeah like it doesn't matter because you have the nft that owns it so now the value is that if people like oh this song is a banger now later on if you want if somebody wants to use it now is now this is a digital um ownership of like say for masters for instance now ASAP, i don't think they they don't i don't think he's putting up the the masters as an nft I think he's putting up like the original recording. So that that's another that's a that's so a, not the also song, like a, just like the raw, not the rights to the song, like okay. his original recording of the song. And that's the thing, you know, what is what is the language in the NFT that they're actually selling? Yeah. Cuz the, there's there's no like we have to remember like there's no like legalities around this yet. Not yet. And, it's, you, this and is, you know the government's going to have to play a part if they want to they they're going to have to play catch up mustards cuz this is definitely a case of like the digital like of the technology outlasting like or outpacing the actual like yeah l- so legislation. I I do implore people to read up on it because yes, you know, like I said earlier, I'm mad that okay, I can't make money off of um 
Dogecoin. But there's so much things that Doge. you should. Uh, Doge, whatever. <laughs> Dogecoin. That um, there's so many other cryptos and things that you can look into to see how you can gain value. V- because the truth is, once the government is like, you know what, cryptos are here to stay, or you know, but Safe we moon. we need to put our we need to put our um. I should be charging y'all for this info. We, <laughs> we should be putting this effort into um trying to figure out ways to centralize it or to make it you know illegal to not do it de- decentralized. Mm-hmm. That's when it's going to become annoying and Crackdown's it's probably going to yeah. The, the, once that crack that happens, oh, you're gonna, you, the vibe is going to pew. Again, when we were researching, I, I was sending you uh, those NFTs that were literally just gifts of Nike sneakers of like copyrighted materials. Exactly. When the co- once you once you once create Nike's- a digital art on something that's copyrighted, <laughs> them lawyers listen. the 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 legal system, the federal legal system, might not catch up, but them motherfucking lawyers will. Yeah, if you're broke, it's not meant for will. you to succeed. So you might as well get rich while it's not. They don't know how to handle it. Right. And then when it becomes meant for you to succeed, take advantage, take advantage of it. Like, Absolutely. oh, sorry for the brokeies. Exactly. <laughs> that's what grab. life is, right? Life is who did it first, right? At least that's what we tell ourselves. And I don't know if they've if if there's any legal precedent of anyone getting like their cryptocurrency snatched up. And I don't think you can because it's decentralized. Yeah, it depends on the ones. No, and that's another thing too, right? If you and that's why I'm you know a little wary of the like Coinbase and stuff because yeah, that's sort of a way to tie back. Yeah. To, also, Coinbase. We again, you do not own that cryptocurrency. You are just trading on the trends. You don't actually own the coins. You can't use that coins to purchase shit. You can't uh, transfer that to like any other application. You are just trading the value of that coin. You do not actually own that coin. Yeah, so you gotta actually look into sites that are selling the coin itself. Get you a secure. But if you want to purchase an NFT, you're gonna need a secured wallet because you're not, you're not, you will not be able to purchase NFTs or any other digital assets with the uh, value that you have amassed in Coinbase. I mean, not in in Coinbase, in Robinhood, because you don't own those coins. If you have a secure wallet such as Coinbase, you'll be able to purchase through your, I believe it's like it's like a. an individual address that you have that serves yeah. as your wallet. Yeah, uh, I know everybody's like, "God damn, all this techie stuff." It, it, it that's honestly, the truth, man. yeah. We don't worry, to- guys. If you're hot, you don't have to worry about this. <laughs> yeah. If you're sexy, you don't have to worry about NFTs. <laughs> yeah, this is for the bulky trying to figure. <laughs> Just a way be to get- sexy. Don't have to worry about this shit. Yeah, this is crazy, man. But honestly, though, NFTs do. I I, I am interested in seeing how. You said, and and if and if it's just a bubble that it's gonna pop, that's cool yeah. too. You know, at least it had its moment that everybody was talking about it. But I do really feel as though, like, I think one everybody like the pandemic um, taught us that we're trying to find ways to decentralize from life, honestly, mm-hmm. and that's just from just the coin itself. So that's I think that's the trend that life is gonna be. How can we go? How can we break away from the norm that we find ourselves in? Yeah. And that's part of what cryptocurrency is going to do because nobody wants to trust the government for, you know, they control inflation prices, you know, they can raise prices. And most of the time, dollar bills, like if you want to even get into the whole history of money, that, you know, that's a different topic. All this shit fake anyway. Everything, every, money literally is everything fake. is Currency fake. Currency is fake. Like, yeah, the, the, a dollar is not worth shit. It's, a dollar is not If you go to Sephora today, steal. It's not backed by anything. It's just okay. We agree that a dollar. They don't is got worth no gold dollar. anymore. 
No, the, the FDR cut that uh, gold standard. He was like, nah, nigga, we too broke. We broke. For that. <laughs> he said, we too broke. <laughs> let's for that. be honest. Let's, we're let's, poor. Let's, let's just start imagining money. <laughs> like, <laughs> he said, you get a dollar. You get a dollar. You get a dollar. Yeah, yeah, but yeah just look into money, man. Um, money is important in terms of, unfortunately, that's how we value certain things in life. Yep. Um. Yeah, but yeah, that was very, you know. Non-fungible tokens. Yeah, yep, nice fucking future, titties. You know, either you get it, you know. Non-binary feminine tops. <laughs> not fucking taking your shit. That's all the things that NFT stand for? Yes. <laughs> I got you. Um, Is there anything else you wanted to say on the topic? I think we touched on anything. I think that's that on that. And yeah. um, don't correct us because we know we were oh, definitely yeah. wrong I am about not a financial 75% expert. of this information. <laughs> I'm just here to, you know, lightly Google something don't and then based me. off of it. I don't, don't even click on the second me. page. I don't even click on the third link. I just click on the first two I links. I relish in being wrong and strong. Yeah, we just talking shit. But we do think that um, NFTs are interesting. You know, I, we believe both of us invest in money, you know. Yes. We're not going to LLC Twitter on its podcast, but you know. But we will be posting our first practice episode as an NFT on OpenSea. So <laughs> get your coins ready. She, she just dropped that on me. I didn't expect her to say that, but yeah. Get your coins Eventually, ready. You know, the episode I'm that, taking us out of brokenness. <laughs> That's my mission. And, and, and Ben is going to start at a million dollars. Exactly. No, nothing less. Um, but yeah, no, that's a good idea though. I didn't even think, I mean, I did think about hey. it but in the sense that, uh, like eventually be on the lookout. If you wanted to hear what, how crunchy we sounded six months ago, get yeah, your, before, get before, your crypto before the ready. official first episode, the, the episode. Get your coins ready, everybody. <laughs> and, and the topic, believe it or not, was Rihanna. So yeah, that's an interesting Always, topic. Always, forever. <laughs> Her patron yeah. seat. Um, so I guess that's all the topics for today, right? Yeah. Yeah. We talked. We we gave you a little good hodgepodge of the Met Gala, DJ Mustard, and NFTs. Now you can't say we, we never. We don't want you to be broke. We taught you how to be broke. We gave you the financial steps. Exactly. You know, invest. DM you know, me for my Discord group. <laughs> yeah. Um, for all d- actually trading DM signals. me if you're trying to turn five hundred into five hundred thousand. <laughs> I'll show you the way. And no, it's not forex, but yes, we, it's just me robbing you. <laughs> it just be like, yeah, give me that nigga shit. <laughs> All right, yeah. y'all. Thank you for listening to episode six of oh, Sample. Wait, we gotta plug in our social media before we go. Are we gonna do that? Oh, okay, that. Cool, 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 cool. Cut. All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to episode six of Sample Size Podcast. You can catch us at Sample Size Pod on Instagram and yep, yep. Twitter, and samplesizepodcast.com If you want episode notes and sources for this episode, yeah, and our personal um, social media is you can find me at Tone Bone T O N E period B the number zero N E on Instagram. Um, the same way, but uh, instead of a period, is an underscore. So T O N E B I mean underscore B the number zero N E on Twitter. And it's Tonebone t- with a period on um, TikTok. Um, I'm trying to think of all these social medias that I have. Um, my cash app is Tonebone Media. Right. <laughs> Tonebone Media. So send me um, your NFT. Send me some, you know, send me some Bitcoin or something through um, cash app. <laughs> I need it. I'm tired of being broke. Right. Um, and my Instagram is yeah, no, Y-E-A-H-N-O-E. Twitter is the same thing with two E's at the end. TikTok is yeah, no. And my Binance account is <laughs> NJ. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, send me your ETH though. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. Bye. And it's a fucking wrap.